Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Welcome back to Expert Ownership. Today we've got an episode that we think you're going to love because it's going to help you understand how to actually serve every single customer your business reaches because there's actually a secret to it and you might not even know that you're doing this. Mm. Some of you probably aren't doing it yet and you need to be. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we do that, let me encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you haven't had a chance to do so. We would love that. One, it helps us get the word out. But two, it's good for you to feel like, I love this podcast. I'm going to keep coming back every week and listening to this thing. That's right. Well, it's it's your voice. It's like butter. It's like soft butter. It's You know, my mom, by the way, this is David speaking for those of you that are listening to this on podcasts and you cannot see. Jason is over there. I don't know what Jason's doing. I, I'm, I'm over here just waiting for this great secret. Secret no, that listen, Larry's about to tell us but, but about no, how to on. really please our customers you, and stuff. Okay, hold on. Or, or am I supposed you, to give do, that secret? Do you remember, Mom? She would she would <laughs> take the stick of butter and put it on a plate, like yeah. a coffee dish. Just leave it out on the counter. And she'd put, she'd put it on the counter and just leave it. So whenever you would do your toast, it's perfect. And you could just, that butter was so amazing. Yeah, so that's when I hear your voice, it's like butter. Are you talking about my voice or no, Larry's? No, 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 shush. It's Larry's. By the way, there's a future conversation that we need to have about the divide between does butter need to be refrigerated or can yeah. it just be left out on the counter? Well, no. it's the same thing with farm fresh eggs. You don't have to refrigerate those suckers. Okay, we have derailed. Let's talk about it. But the we ones have. in the store you have to, but if you get them right off the farm. Okay. Yeah. David, this is real life. I know it, it is. It is real life. So let, let's, not, let's not overlook the fact that people like butter and eggs. Okay, let's okay. start with this. <laughs> favorite true. restaurant. Give me one of your favorite restaurants. David, go first. Oh, crud. You just put me on the well, spot so, so fast. Well, so just go ahead and, and as opposed to okay. doing, do your favorite chain. Uh, no, I'll do my and favorite Then your favorite restaurant. Okay, Noble Smoke, Charlotte. Ooh. Ooh. Noble Jim, Smoke is Jim good. Noble. He's Jim, a, I hope you're so, listening, and I hope we can eat brisket every day oh, for okay. the rest of our lives. So, it's unreal. But that's not really going to help our listeners okay, because most of them aren't going to be able to eat there. So my favorite chain, Ruth's Chris. I do. You like love Ruth. a steak. I love a Ruth's Chris steak, too. I do like Okay, Ruth's so this Chris. conversation is going somewhere. Tell me what you like about Ruth's Chris. It's the sizzling butter on the plate that when you cut your steak, you can actually cut your steak in half, and then you flip it on its sides like that, mm. and it can get a little barky on that side. Yeah. Oh, but then, then halfway me. through your steak, you can ask them to bring you a new plate, and they'll bring another sizzling butter, butter, buttering sizzle plate. Okay, so so here's the You've one. You've never done that? But I have one thing Did that... Did you just call it a buttering sizzle plate? Yeah. Uh, in a sizzling butter plate. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Hey, listen, listen, you you have a butter voice. <laughs> hey, it's a buttering sizzle plate. <laughs> Do you care? My wife was laughing so hard the other day, she saw some something on Instagram where this girl said, they called me Butterface. And she totally didn't get it. She said, everything is good but her face. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We really I was going to say, no, there was a hack. I was going to give you this hack. Okay, hit for it. For Ruth's Chris hack. But I forgot what it was. I said, you bring the plate out halfway through dinner. Was that you the get another a sizzling plate? A sizzling butter plate. No, no. I, I was going to tell you and just encourage you strongly, don't put your tongue on that plate. 
That's is that the hack? Stupid. It's no, not a hack. hack. His was the hack. Yeah. Mine was like best practice. Okay, yeah, you're so, more common sense. But I like I'm a Roos Chris guy too. So Noble Smoke as a mom and pop. If you're local and here in Charlotte, North Ruth's Carolina, Crip. where our studio is set up, yeah. Noble Smoke. Ruth's Chris has yes. a chain. And if I am if I got the kids with me and I'm really hungry, we'll go to Chipotle. I'll Ooh. smack that place. I also love that. Okay, let's talk about Ruth's Chris because this is actually a good one. I wish we were sponsored by Ruth's Chris. No, but listen, Ruth's Chris, so Ruth, we're talking yeah. value delivery today. Yes. Okay, which is, to me, the most important part of your entire business. It's delivering the value that you promised that you would deliver, right? That's huge. Yes. That's how we become testimonies. We're supposed to be salt and light to the earth, according to what the Bible would tell us. we got to be testimonies. The only way to do that is to fulfill your promises and to exceed expectations. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Roos Chris, holy cow, they do such a good job of delivering the value. Now, think about this, Larry. If the chef got that USDA Prime 12-ounce filet, and he grabbed the asparagus, and then maybe he threw in some of that chili. What is it? The chili. It's the calamari with the chili sauce, red oh, chili yes, sauce. That yeah. chili sauce. Oh my gosh, nice. that is a party in your mouth. He took some of that along with their cream spinach, and he put it in a blender and brought it out to you in form of like a shake. That'd be How would you like that? That would be disgusting. But just think about this: you're getting the same nutrients. I did, but you just talked about a meat shake. Yeah, yeah. No, that's terrible. You're getting okay. the okay. same nutrients. Okay. Okay. So but now let's let's say he doesn't do that. Let's say he takes the time to prepare it perfectly. He does the buttery sizzle plate, mm. <laughs> mm. and then it comes out, and everything else is prepared just just perfectly. And they got a couple servers bring it out, and you can hear it sizzling when they're walking past. And then they bring it out and they present it to you. Now all of a sudden it's presentable. They have delivered value in a completely different way, although you got the same thing. That's exactly right. And that's where I was going with this conversation. Because your restaurant, let's just say it's Ruth's Chris, is trying to deliver value in the form of an amazing steak. You know, I generally like mine, you know, medium rare plus. Oh, but I get the incredible call. steak. But if you get the buttery sizzle plate, you know that that's <laughs> going to come out as a value add yeah. because it's convenient. It's got this kind of surprise and delight moment. I didn't know I could ask that. Somebody else asked for it. I saw somebody and they brought it out. Oh my gosh, making my life a little bit better because I've got a clean plate now. Yep. And some of it's just the ambiance. You walk in, the atmosphere feels great. The server brings out the crumb comb yes, in the middle I of the meal, yes. clears those crumbs for you. So the value there isn't just the food. I mean, I would make a uh, point to say that value generally is by a business provided in the form of additional support. Usually it's faster, bigger, stronger, cheaper. It can come in the way of helping you make more money. The biggest value that somebody usually provides as a business, though, is convenience. And mm. I would die on a hill for this point that I think the only thing that we actually ever spend money on is convenience. So go to the grocery store. Why okay. do you spend money at the grocery store? Because you don't want to harvest plant my your own, own yeah. <laughs> vegetables yeah. in a garden and yeah. wash them and harvest them. You want convenience. Why do you go to a restaurant? Why are restaurants called fast food, quick serve restaurant, casual mm. dining? Those are all convenience terms. Yeah. We spend money for convenience. That's usually the greatest well, value well, that we can Well, it's also convenience, deliver. but I remember the statement. I heard it from somewhere. I don't know where. It was probably the highway. Me. The highway to a man's heart is through his stomach, but the highway to a woman's heart is through the restaurant door. So I don't know what that means, but I can't wait to find out. Well, think about it. Your wife wants to go to a restaurant. It's, yes, convenience, but I also have ulterior motives to bring my wife to Okay, so listen, both. I just need to set both of y'all straight for a second. It's convenience plus experience. Ooh, because people are not paying just for you to service their need or whatever it is or for your product. They're paying for an experience with it. I'll give you an example. It's very convenient that there's a dentist right next door to my office. And they conveniently know how to fix 
cavities and stuff. I'm not paying for them to fix my cavity because they can go in there and the Novocaine doesn't work and they start drilling and they can get that cavity filled. The bedside manner is not very good. Do you know what I'm saying? Or the slightly overweight gentleman can't stop, you know, getting close enough to you where you can feel him sweating on you. You know, like that's... That is a good visual. It's disgusting, Jason. Come on, man. I love this. But so you're not just paying to have your cavity filled. You're paying to have a good experience while your tooth is getting a hole drilled in it, right? So it's the same thing with we, when you look at Ruth's Chris. There are other places where you can go and get a steak, but there are very few that have the same experience that you can have while you're there. And so that's why I think the convenience piece is the number one. I think experience comes in as number two, especially what, what, experience. That's the buttery sizzle play. Experience is yes. great for people, honestly, that have discretionary income. But, you know, like when all of us were starting out, you know, in lives we were just married, all we thought about was convenience, you know, and cheap. You know? But there is a reason why you don't want to go create that whole atmosphere and experience yourself at home, which we've all tried at different points. It takes our, too long. It's too our, hard. Yeah, right. In yeah. our marriage, because we, we had to. We didn't have any resources. Yeah. And so it was like, well, I'm going to put a candlelight dinner together, and I'm going to maybe get some rose petals. But honestly, what am I supposed to do with these rose petals? I've seen on movies that you kind of sprinkle them on the ground. Is, yeah, when's but the last you, time? Well, hold on, Jason. When's the last time you made your wife a candlelight dinner at your own oh, home? Oh, Larry's a romantic. No, no. no. I will pay for the romance Meaning that, I'm I the same way. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know that I've ever done but that. But listen, well, here's a mistake that I made. I did the rose petal thing once, and I put rose petals all over the floor, right? And she came walking in. This is when we first got married. She came walking in, and at the end of the night, I went to pick the rose petals up, and the rose petals had bled onto the... Ooh. As we walked on them, oh. onto the carpet. Ooh. Do you... Our listeners don't Rookie know Jason mistake. like Jason, this. Yeah. Explain. Explain as his brother what that does inside of him when he realizes... My carpet. Oh, is now Jason straight. is the most OCD person on the face of the earth. When we uh, no, have Christmas, no, true. just just let me talk. So we'd have Christmas, and Jason would get all of his gifts, and he would set them methodically, like one inch spacing next to his bed. And I wasn't allowed to touch anything. Now I'd throw my stuff on my bed. Now I'm not a sloppy person, but Jason is like no so OCD. So just hold on, I'm almost done. I got. You say will never you step ready? into. You will never step into his truck. When it's not absolutely pristine, his yard is always striped perfectly. I'll go to his house. Like he, as a matter of fact, he blew off his driveway. He's got a long driveway and a big circle driveway. It's long. It's like a half mile at the at the end of the day altogether. No, not not really that long, but it feels like it. So he blows off his driveway, and he's got lawn people that handle all this for him. And so, Jason, they they went to. Allie, his oldest daughter's graduate, not graduation, it was Trey's graduation. And so Jason calls me. I'm at my house. He's already blown his driveway. I'm at my house and he's like, dude, everybody's going to be at my house in 10 minutes because they're having this big party. Grab your blower and go down there and blow my driveway. I'm like, you already blew your driveway. He's like, no, go blow it again. It's like, that's, that and is so The moral of the story is that David did it because he knew he couldn't. <laughs> He knew he couldn't mess with me. I did it because I'm kind, hey. and I did it for Trey. Hey, that OCD part of you is part of what I love about you. It's also why I eat saltines in the back of your truck secretly. Yeah, that, yeah that's not going to happen. Not Jason would hate everywhere. that. Crumbs. Yeah. He would well, honestly tell you, Larry, get out, take your hand and swipe those things out of here. No, I wouldn't. Yes, what I would, would do is I would drink a gallon of milk and because I'm lactose intolerant, and then I would go sit in his truck <laughs> and leave a few things. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> to our listeners at home, catch us on social media for images of Jason drinking milk later today. Go mad. Gallon of milk a day. 
All right, you'll gain weight. Okay, okay let's get what? back to the business. Yes. So value delivery. Yeah. The key for your business is to be deliberate and intentional about the value that you are delivering. So most people on the front end end up stumbling into this because they don't realize, one, on the front end, what it is that my customer actually wants. So they end up taking the data points from starting a business or standing up a business, listening to people's feedback, and starting to discover, oh, wow, what they like about us isn't exactly what we thought it was. Mm. So in, off, in, in many instances like ours with expert ownership, we're trying to deliver, let's just say, content. We're making it convenient for you to curate all this content. Hopefully it's content that helps you build your business, do it in a godly manner, and do it with people who are very similar to you in the way that they think about approaching business. I want to uphold godly principles, biblical principles. I want to treat people fairly and kindly, but I also want to be successful. Well, those people don't always start thinking with, okay, what's the value I want to deliver? They do think about a problem I'm solving, but that value gets refined more and more over time, and people start to discover what people like about us is one, that we're bold, two, that we're speaking very directly, and we're being prescriptive about what it is that people can do. Because sometimes they don't need another encouragement to say, love God and stand yeah. with boldness for him. How? Yeah. How do like, I do how, that? How, how, how do I, I do, in the, middle, do in the middle of this culture? You know, it's funny because even whole value delivery, and I know Jason will jump into some practicals here in a minute, but we're in cancel culture straight up. Yes. It is so awesome in scripture. The New Testament is very clear in Paul's writings where he says, look, if you're going to suffer, suffer as people that do good things. Right? It's like, in other words, when I stand in front of a county commission or city council, I usually stand and say, I represent X dollars of gross revenue to this you know, city and X amount of jobs and X amount of tax base, right? Because I'm bringing value. And by the way, you want to listen to what I have to say. I stand against this you know, ungodly, whatever the statute might be. But when we're bringing real value to the community, when we're actually truly helping people, whatever it may be that your service or your good brings to people and you do it with excellence, then there is an army of people that actually will come alongside you when cancel culture targets you because you want to exercise your conscience over whether you choose to get vaccinated or not, or whether you want to uh, go to a gay pride event or not, right? It's like, I'm a print company and they're telling me I got to print flyers for the gay pride event. And I'm like, nah. I don't want to do that. That's, you know, I've, this is a family-owned business. I'm not going to do that. Well, if you're bringing real value and you're blessing your customers with the value that you're delivering to them on a consistent basis, and as we would say, always deliver more in value than you take and pay, find very consistent, easy ways to do that. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But when you're doing that, you have people that come alongside you and say, wait, hold on a second. Why target him? He's been in this community forever. You know, so it's an exciting thing that value delivery even plays in the midst of our culture. But remember, the expert ownership way is that we have to turn prospects into purchasers into promoters. So that little three-step phase is what will make you an expert owner, and it will help you build a bulletproof business, which is a very good thing to have, where you take your prospects, you turn them into purchasers through your marketing and your sales. You take those purchasers, you turn them into promoters through your value delivery. And when we talk about value delivery, we say that people buy because their expectation is high. Right, So you have to set that expectation, and the expectation has to be high. That's where your marketing comes in. That's where your sales and a good brand comes in. We've talked about those things. But if you want to move people into promoters right, and not pessimists, then you have to exceed those expectations that were already set. You can't just meet them. You have to exceed them. If you meet the need that the customer is paying you for, they'll probably buy from you again, but that's not enough. You want them to tell everybody that they know about what they just bought from you, right? That means you've moved them from a purchaser to a promoter, and the only way to do that is to exceed expectations. You know, it's funny. Go back to Ruth's Chris. 
So my wife and I were sitting there, and I don't remember when. It might have been about a year ago. And the server comes out. This was after we had already placed our order and says, compliments of the chef. I love those little things. Love That's that. called, that is called lanyap. Lanyap. And people don't even know how to spell lanyap. Yeah, well, you didn't know how to spell it until you looked no, it up. No, I still don't know how to spell it, even though L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E. I looked it up. L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E. Correct. Lanyap. there's a, so an weird. accent somewhere in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's the lanyap, compliments of the chef. Why? Because the chef wanted to bless you. That right there is a, just a, a little something that makes you a promoter. Added value. Added value. That's exactly yeah, what that is. It's very simple. And people say, well, I sell goods or I do janitorial services or I'm, you know, whatever, a real estate professional. There's always ways that you can throw a lanyap in. That's just something simple and something that you can systematize. Now, obviously, you know, a chef creating food, you can systematize that only to a point. But, you know, if you're an online business, well, what can you systematize through an email or through some sort of bonus? And for many business owners, they have an inventory of value that they want to give to their customers, but they don't have the discipline or the self-control to hold some of it back to create an experience over yeah. time because it's like, I've got 10 things I want to put in front of you. Have it all. We love you. We think Can't you're the do best. That. And it's not the best way to service your customers because they can't ingest or they can't handle all of that value at one time. That's exactly so right. So bite-sized modules. It creates cognitive dissonance. And you have to be able to have something held back so that you can exceed their expectations. And yes. I got firsthand experience in this the first time I bought a pair of shoes from Zappos. Now, what I know now that I didn't know then is they have an internal protocol that's next day delivery. But that's not the advertising. Their advertising is, you know, you can just do what standard delivery is two to two to three days or whatever. And so then I bought the shoes. I just did standard delivery. I got them the next day. And I think I vaguely remember opening it up and it said something. We didn't want you to have to wait. You know, like, isn't it nice to have your shoes quicker than what you thought? And that was the exceeded expectation. And what happens there is they're guiding you emotionally. They're saying, I, I don't want to just meet this person's expectations. I want them to have an experience, an emotional experience with us. That's why if you can tap into the five senses or as many of those five senses as you can, do it. Like, okay, so Ruth's Chris, it's, you know, again, it's food, so they, they can tap into taste. But you, you just think about, you know, what are, your, what are your five senses? What do you see? You know, it's, it's clean. You got white tablecloths. You got, you know, people walking around and all that kind of stuff. What can you, what can you touch? You know, then you've got taste. Obviously, it's taste. But then think about the smell and the sound when they're bringing out what David would call. Oh, yeah. Buttery the, sizzle plate. Buttery, buttery sizzle, sizzle plate. All five of your senses are engaged in that one presentation of their food. That's why it's so memorable. So try to figure out ways. You can be creative and figure out ways to engage someone's senses. But then when you exceed that expectation, that's value delivery. And what would be great, though, Larry, is... If we were judged on the basis of our value creation and not our values. I love that. Say that again and then take 30 seconds and break that down. If we as business owners could be judged on the basis of our value creation and not our values, right? Like I value the Bible. I value God's definition of marriage between a man and a woman. I value that. I also sell real estate. And David and I became two of the best in the country at selling real estate. That's why we got an HGTV reality show. But we got fired because of our values in valuing marriage between a man and a woman. What does that have to do with the way that I sell real estate, right? 
this is the crazy culture, culture that we're in the middle of right now. So we talk about value creation, but we talk about it in the midst of needing to build yourself bulletproof. That's right. But because the, the cool thing is, this is like the divine paradox, our value delivery is directly a result of our values. Because every single person, it's our worldview, is, create, is created in Wait, God's image. That was my drone little... Okay. Was that pretty good? No, no, you did it okay. wrong. Okay, That's so like let me say it again. Our value delivery is directly related to our values. Every human being was created in God's image. I don't care where you stand politically. I don't care wh- whether you have gender confusion or not. I don't care any of that stuff, none of that. You're still creating God's image, and I'm going to deliver incredible value to you, right? It's because that's my worldview, and it's those values that actually undergird our value delivery. And in the free market, in a capitalist system, in a country where we say that we are created, you know, we are endowed by our creator, that we have inalienable rights— we're in a cultural moment now where that value, the values of our country, the values of freedom are under attack. So we have to actually say, my value delivery is actually built upon that foundation. So if that foundation is destroyed, I can't deliver value anymore. It will ultimately bankrupt the free market. It will ultimately become a government-run country. And we've already seen that in history. And we don't want that. Just even today, look at, look at Venezuela, look at Cuba. I, was, I almost called it Vuga. Vuba. <laughs> Listen, that's buttery You're sizzle weird. plate. So <laughs> anyway, that's the thing. My, see, my mouth gets going faster than my brain. But we are motivated and we're founded on our values. Those directly result in our value delivery. And if they can't target, they should never be able to target your value delivery as a business owner. But if they target your values and cancel culture, you better stink and stand. Do, do you know how you become valuable? How? By recognizing that you are valuable. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did you just come up with that? I did. And I was thinking the whole time because I tuned David out. And I was like, I got to one-up him. Okay, but it is true. <laughs> How do you become valuable? You got to recognize that you're valuable. Like you are valuable. Like God made you with the ability, the ableness to bring value. And when you think in terms of the value that you can bring, you become valuable. That The problem is, is in our culture, especially with the government paying people to not work, they're not feeling very valuable. That's right. They're not thinking in terms of what value can I bring. So they don't feel valuable. And what happens when you don't feel valuable? You lose hope. That's right. Then you end up stealing, and God forbid you end up addicted to drugs or suicidal thoughts or whatever. We're going the wrong direction here, Larry, in terms of where our nation is going. So we've got to reawaken business owners, entrepreneurs, anybody really that's got a job to recognize you're valuable. You're created by God, just as our founding documents have said, with certain inalienable rights, and you have the ability to bring value. And when you do that, make sure that your goal when you own a business is to exceed expectations. That will prove you extremely valuable. That's fantastic. On that note, let's wrap for today. If you want more content like this and you're not currently in the owner suite community, let me encourage you, jump on board, expertownership.com, sign up, Surround yourself with other business people, other entrepreneurs who are dealing with all of these same issues, just like you, but they're finding hope, they're finding encouragement, and they're finding people who can push them, encourage them, challenge them, all at the same time in a community of people where they feel like they can belong. So expertownership.com to join the owner suite. And as we wrap today, own it or loan it, in the spirit of Ruth's Chris, creamed spinach. Oh, own that sucker. Yeah, you got to own it. Own it. You cannot have a filet without just a little touch of that cream spinach. So yeah, yeah we're both owning mm-hmm. it. How about you? Are you owning it? I am loaning cream spinach. What? Dude, you're yeah. a loser. Get cream out. Cream spinach? Yeah. Get 
out. Cream so spinach. It's about as bad as it can get. No. I mean, okay. it, it does amazing things to your colon. You should try Stop. it. Stop. <laughs> okay, Larry. All your, right. Your butter voice was perfect until then. Man, Don't forget. Subscribe. Butterface. <laughs> butter <laughs> voice and butterface. <laughs> Don't forget. Subscribe, rate, review if you haven't done so already. And uh, like we always like to remind you, impact over income, but uh, it's not a bad idea to have both. Just get the order right. See you next time. <laughs>